Hi, everybody. It's Camille. Welcome to another episode of Thinking of You, Questions and Answers for Online Faculty. Today's question came up this week, and this is something that I get asked with some regularity, which is, what do I say to my students in an online class who feel like they are teaching themselves? We'll often hear this in end of the semester evaluations, and sometimes students will just come right out and say it earlier in the semester in an email or a private conversation. So the first thing that I always do when I hear this is think to myself, well, you know what? You always are teaching yourself. I can't learn the material for you, so no matter what kind of format you are taking, you're going to be teaching yourself. That is my first Uh, response. However, I think what we need to do is hear the underlying concern, which is that the student feels alone. They feel like they have the full responsibility and that they're not being met halfway or as much as they were expecting by the teacher, by other people. So there's a couple pieces to this. One is, are we actually meeting them? Are we providing them with some support? Are we coming alongside them and making it easier? Is there, are we serving our role in the course? And two is, is the student correct in their assumption about how much of the responsibility for teaching and learning each person should be taking on? So let's start with that first part there. The, the question is, is the student really alone in their learning? And sometimes with an online class, I think that they can feel alone or they can forget that we are there with them. I address this in a few ways. One is that in the beginning of every class, I try to explicitly say, hey, guess what? A lot of times when you're learning online, it can feel like you are learning from the computer, when in reality, the computer is just the vehicle. And I want you to remember that I am here with you every step of the way. So don't forget when you're struggling, when you can't figure something out, that you don't have to figure it out on your own. I want you to reach out to me and I'd rather hear from you sooner rather than later. I find that just saying that in the introductory session helps, that the students really feel like I'm not expecting them to just leave me alone and deal with whatever is posted up on the course. So I try to do that explicitly. The other thing that I do is I will build in little reminders of this throughout the class. So for example, if a week is coming up and I know that this is a, an assignment that's really tricky or that students sometimes get frustrated or maybe sometimes people have technical problems like I require a p- picture to be posted and they don't know how to do it or there's a new software we're using or something like that, I again remind them either, either in the as- assignment description or in an introductory video or an announcement that, hey, sometimes people really struggle with this aspect of this week. Please feel free to email me. I've got a lot of solutions I can share with you. I'm happy to set up a time to talk with you. So don't just say it once and expect that they'll remember it for the next 14 or 15 weeks. Make that offer again when they might actually need it. Okay. So The other thing that you can do is mention when people do contact. You could be like, hey, you know what? Jessica had this question about the assignment or about this concept. I wanted to answer it for all of you because I love that Jessica reached out to me and, um, you know, here's the answer so that all of you can enjoy it. When they realize other people are reaching out and you've had private conversations with other people, then they're more likely to see you as being a foundational part. The other thing is to look and see how much you are visibly present in the course. 
Do the students know that you are there with them, even if they aren't reaching out to you? So is there a way you can indicate that you are following their work, that you are noticing and caring and helping them? So you can assess your feedback, make sure that your feedback is helping them develop to the next level. You can look at the uh, announcements that you're posting or other ways you're showing up on discussion boards or things like that, and make sure that you are really making your presence known and that you're contributing significantly via that um, via the options that are available to you. The next part I want to address is the student's idea about who should be doing what in the class. And I find, especially at the graduate level, some students are still stuck in the model that they're just going to show up to class, the material is going to be read to them, and maybe there'll be a quiz or two. And in reality, what we're looking at here is a much more intensive need to engage with the material, that people are going to have to learn how to do things on their own. Um, they're going to have to figure out how to navigate PubMed if they don't already know that. They're going to need to be doing academic research and writing and these types of things. And not everybody knows how to do all of it really well. So I think that we can also give them guidelines about what are our expectations. So um, making sure that the student knows about how much time they should be spending on the class every week is helpful. I have an activity in the first week of class where I say, hey, this class should take you about nine hours a week. How are you going to fit it in? And that way, I know that they've thought about that and they understand that that's the amount of work on average that's going to be required on their end. I also will um, give them some expectations about my role. Here's what I'm going to be doing in this class. I'm going to be giving you feedback. I'm going to be reading all your posts. I'm going to be doing this, that, or the other. Um, again, so that they know what my job is and what their job is. Okay. The other thing I would say is that um, if, if you are getting this comment a lot is think about maybe adding in some live sessions as well. Uh, you can do them synchronously and then record them and that way students can watch them later. But that also gives them a sense that uh, there's a little bit of a transition from what it might be like on campus where you're having back and forth dialogue and uh, you know, real time interactions with them. And that will perhaps help them feel uh, feel that you are more present and uh, contributing to their learning more significantly as well. The other thing is, I think we just have to get comfortable with, um, sometimes students don't like the way the class is set up. <laughs> and as long as you feel good about the outcomes, that people are learning what they need to be learning, I think it's fine to also hear feedback, acknowledge feedback, and not necessarily do anything about it. Um, same, this comes into play with parenting as well, right? Where you, you're like, okay, I'm the leader of this class. And so I'm going to listen to everybody. But in the end, I need to make decisions and I can empathize with you. I can give you some options. Um, but ultimately, each student has to kind of work within the parameters of the course. So I just wanted to share those few things with you in case this is a comment that you've ever gotten. As a side note, the more humanized my course gets and the more I apply some of those strategies I just mentioned, the less often I hear that comment. In fact, I I can't even think of the last time somebody said that about one of my classes in an end of trimester evaluation, knock on wood. Um, so certainly some students may still be feeling that. And I think that there, it is possible to mediate some of those effects. All right. I'd love to hear your questions, thinking of you podcast at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, camillefreeman.com and send them there. Take care.